Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. We say things that don't mean anything. Oh, you guys just heard that. Suns fan and Cinder in here with episode 144. Of we say things. We say things. After arguably, in my humble opinion, our best guest episode ever with Fly, it's back to us too. Sorry. Yeah. But that was that was we good had a good shit. run. Yes. Thank you again to Fly. If you guys haven't caught that episode, I highly recommend it. It was uh I mean, pro players, the ones that we've talked to are typically eloquent and he was no exception. And he was very open with a lot of the stuff we want to talk about, which we appreciate. Um, and something we also appreciate, I don't know if you're aware of this, Cinderin. We have patrons? That's right, man. You you picked, no wonder we're such, we're so good together. You just finished, we finished each other's sandwiches. I know. I'm so yes. hungry right now. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, uh, all right. So thank you. I could really mm-hmm. take a dump right now. Have a sip of water. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you to our beautiful inbruched here, uh, including the shameful purchasing the inbruched here and hope you will promote my Steam game four plus four play chess available to wishlist now. I have no shame. Yo, wait, that's actually a really good idea. If this guy doesn't change his name, just start promoting random games that don't exist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's not bad. I mean, I'm sure he's got his money worth already. Um, my sperm has a longer lifespan than artifact has by the way i have pornhub premium <laughs> okay that's a good detail uh Vovalicious, big balls energy help me reach archon in dota nice roundy three my name is not throw rogan my name is karen rogers that's very clever and cinder and won't understand at least the latter it. half of that uh actually you do like the packers don't you yeah. So you actually do know who that is. Uh, Games for yeah. Falling Asleep thinks Dota could have billions of players if they aggressively marketed it. Did. Disco Farm D, Vincent Darksy, Akuna Matata, Commander Donut, Chakar, still an asshole, Milan, Miami, the Mega Pope, and tell me about Join Dota, TI in New Zealand. Don't worry, we will. Zan Xavier, Nate Thicker Zero One Hamscroats, Bacon, Shark TM, Uniquely Marinated Capricorn Testes, Dop, Nothing to See Here, Underscore Man, Ivory Mort, No Soup for You. Ben Broomhead fucking hates when he swaps his neutral item and it sends the wrong one back. Suns fan is valid. Congratulations, Shane. Thank you. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, the guy hijacking the shoutouts for his game is a DH. Anonymous and Peter, if you put one of every animal in a bag and then pick one out, you have a one in five chance in picking a beetle. Nibbling. That's huh. a very roundabout way of saying that, but thank Interesting. you. Interesting. Beetle specifically, not just insect. If it's insect, do you think that's like four fifths? It's very high, at least. Death to all insects is what I say. Now, another discussion is are insects animals, Shannon? I would say yes. What? What? Yes, that was a pretty short discussion. Okay. All right. <laughs> I thought it was a trick question. Thank you to our inbruched here. Uh, okay, first thing on the list, everybody. Very important topic that we didn't get to talk about last week, but we have some NBA news, and it is—it's a real doozy here. A bunch of you tweeted at us. Of course, you know we're going to talk about it. The Phoenix Suns have signed the first ever. Danish basketball player. His name, his nickname is... All right. Oh, go ahead. You have to let me correct you when you say things incorrectly. This is not the first ever Danish basketball player. In the this NBA. This is the first ever... Good. Thank you. There's a little bit of a difference there. Other people have played I the mean, sport before. Are you much. sure? Probably like 10. Do you have proof? Of it? It's probably... <laughs> it's not many. A That's a probably like 10. Can you name a second person? Okay. 
Uh, I did play basketball in high school like twice. That doesn't count. I think. Um, okay. All right. Anyway, I've heard. I've heard of it being a. Thing, have you heard though. of this guy? His name is Gabriel Lundberg, and his like his uh, nickname is Ife. I don't know if am I'm saying that right. So does it mean anything? Gabriel to you? Lundberg, you say. I have not heard of him before this, Shannon. But okay. So some. I'm caveats. sure he's great. Some caveats here. Uh, well, number one, he's 27 years old. Apparently, uh, I don't even know what position he plays. Now, the thing is, we signed him. He has escaped Moscow. He was uh, he was part of the CSKA Moscow team, and because of the invasion of Ukraine, you know, people are dipping out. Uh, he was one of them, and I think the Suns are helping with that. Now, this happened like I want to say 10 ish days ago, and I was told it takes about two weeks for the visa process to go through. So by the time he comes here, there's going to be like a week left in the season. And it's a two-way contract, which means it's not even guaranteed any further past, or it's not guaranteed past the season, which means, which we are making the playoffs. That'll be another discussion. He is not eligible to play in the playoffs, which means he'd be eligible to play in like five games. But if we do huh? cut somebody, which is possible because one of the guys on our team really sucks ass, he could replace them if we sign him for a full contract for the rest of the year, if that makes sense. But we can't add him without cutting somebody first. So okay. I'm excited to see what he has to offer. Cinder, are you proud that the first Dane NBA player will be on our Phoenix Suns? Shannon, I'm happy for you if he turns out to be good. Um I have to say I don't feel very strongly about this, even though he's Danish. Just being honest, like that's great. It's nice. It's a good story, but I I don't feel like any sort of major national pride. Like hell yeah, Danish player is playing in American sports. Like good for him. He got into a big team and he's looking promising and like a great player. And I the biggest plus for me in this Shannon is if your team gets better and you're happy. I think we could get uh, so. There's a guy in our team named Alfred Payton. And we could get a literal Manning. homeless person off the street and it would be an upgrade because that homeless person would not play. And for some reason, our coach wants to play Alfred Payton occasionally and he's dog can you shit. Put me, can you put a good word in for me then? Of course. They they probably, they're looking for another Dane, I'm sure. So I'll do a two-way contract. It's okay. This isn't going to make sense with the metric system, but this is how the NBA does it as well since we are American-based. He's 6'3" syndrome with a six nine wingspan that's actually pretty impressive for so six three is basically a guard you always talk about basketball players like they're airplanes yes the wingspan is very important actually now it's interesting fact yao ming was seven five right that's very very tall his wingspan was i don't remember what it was but it was like a baby it was like a basically a t-rex this was him playing on the court all every time uh, just, Holy a little, shit. just a little uh, trivia for you there. So we will update you with this riveting news of the uh, first Danish player ever when he actually steps foot on the basketball court. I'll let you know, Sindarin. I'm sure I'm sure that all like five Danish listeners we have will be revolted that I don't feel more strongly about this. Like, man, I this is so. big. It's a Danish player. We're so excited. I, I was going to say good for you. Shannon, have we ever talked about this in the podcast? How I feel like that is just such a... When people say good for you, that saying has just been ruined for me because of the way people use it in America. They use it as a way of saying, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Yes. Like people say good for you. I genuinely mean good for you. Like, yeah, but you also don't care. This is something that you're passionate and care about. That's good for you. No, but I care about them being excited about it. When you say good for you, I just can't help but think it's sarcastic. I'm sorry. It's just. It's, it's, it's just a, it's, it's part of it it's connected uh, uh, so yeah, yeah okay. he will be joining the suns and the suns are currently and by a long shot the number one team in the nba we're basically guaranteed to be the number one seed wait we are guaranteed i'll just say it now Woo! and it's all because of the danish player that's right he's had a huge impact all right next thing on the list uh kind of a psa for people that have been watching streams lately the dota tooltips extension that buka and i created is uh actually in the outline it says extension fucked uh, so it's not really Wait, you fucked. said fucked parenthesis graphic. 
I was imagining there was going to be like a really nice image here or something. There, there is, there's a literal image that will be showing on the stream in just a moment after I explain what's happened. So Valve came out with an update. So what they're doing, and this is going to be layman's terms because I don't even, I didn't even look into it that much. So there's, there's a file that we use called a GSI file, right? That's what streamers have to put in their folder in order for uh, like all the tooltips to work, okay? Essentially, it's just sending information to that text file, and the text file is read by the Twitch extension. So you'll notice if you go into that folder, which I'm not going to say where it is, but you can look it up, There's there might be a bunch of files in there already because if you have like a keyboard with RGB, if you have a mouse with RGB, they just automatically put shit in there. And a very small minority of people apparently are having some performance issues, which Valve just discovered. They don't even know how to replicate it. It's like such a small amount of people that they have disabled all of that stuff from working by default, which for most people doesn't matter except for streamers that are lazy as fuck and don't actually fix their shit. So this is where you guys that are watching the stream come in handy. Spam them. Tell them they're idiot. Okay, don't... You can call them an idiot, I guess. I don't really care. But basically, this is how you fix it. There's a way to make it work. I'm putting the graphic on the screen. And I tweeted this earlier. If... As long as they go into their launch options for their Dota, this is the streamer, and put in dash game state integration, and then they make sure Dota is closed and then open it again, it will work. That's pretty simple. That's all there is to it to fix it. But by default, it will not work anymore. So if you've been on a stream where the extension doesn't work, that is why. And they've been too lazy to fix it. This is not what I was hoping when I saw fucked parenthesis graphic in the outline but what were you hoping for what, I, what, what i appreciate that there was an image well what was the image in your mind when you saw that i, I don't know shannon you'll figure it out okay great okay next topic very important uh part of our biannual uh, daylight savings discussion that triggers so many people <laughs> because of our just complete idiocy plus the fact that arizona is very weird which complicates it in my opinion Apparently, daylight savings will no longer be a thing as of next year, late next year. The for In the, the US. US for the US, the US Senate has apparently approved a bill. Daylight savings will go bye bye, and that's going to be. Uh, I hope now, that's not spreads. to make <laughs> not to be that guy again, Cinderin. I and this isn't official, but we don't know how what air, that means for Arizona. <laughs> we don't know. If we will be aligned with PST or MST, uh, most oh, yeah, places... Oh, ha- yeah, maybe you have a vote then. It's possible. Most places I've looked have said it's going to be PST because the reason we haven't participated in daylight savings is because of there's an extra hour of daylight if we do, which means it's way hotter, way more energy consumption. Oh, but if you look right. at it geographically, like you can look at this like line geographically, we align perfectly with MST. So it hasn't been officially okay. decided. I have no idea which one we're going to be aligning with. I hope it's MST, but it's seeming more likely that it will be PST. So that is that. Looking forward to you guys not changing, or you guys meaning U.S. people not changing. Do, do you think the individual state will get to choose their time zone or that it will just be desi- assigned for you by government? Uh, well, Because it sounds kind of weird that you're aligned perfectly with like the the timeline and then you just choose at a time one hour away from that i think because reasons i could be wrong but i would i would assume that the state gets to choose that's interesting yeah i mean every state i mean everybody talks about and makes jokes that you know the u.s and this is kind of true each state is almost like a different country like first Mm -hmm. of all the u.s is fucking huge it's like if you put it next to Europe, it's like basically that's why <laughs> so many stupid Americans think yeah. Europe is a country. But each state is like literally a country in size and population. It's ridiculous. So mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense that it's like that to some degree. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that. Okay. Dota topics. Uh, Stockholm major talent has been announced, Cinderin. We are a part of that, apparently. We're going. Uh, we join. Yes. Let's see. Let's look at the whole list. We got Sheever, Pyrian Flax. They're using Slax's picture when he was morbidly obese. Interesting choice. Uh, looks like they'll be hosting. Uh, then the casters, Odie Pixel Fogged, you and me. And then nice they don't... shirt, by the way. I hope it's true. 
it what it says well played for me it says well paid <laughs> that's true except it's folded it. a little bit. <laughs> people can't see this you guys can look at the twitter thing uh svg moxie purge fe tgov lacoste and yankins so that should be a lot of fun tickets are on sale and i'm excited to go to a land with actual yes. audience members and yes there. are you hyped I'm excited for this. Like, I think the last time, did we talk about this? That the last LAN with an audience, aside from Chinese LANs, is over two years ago. It's what LAN was forever. It? I don't remember. So that's it's ESL, really long. Ago. LA got canceled, right? So it's whatever yeah. was before that. Exactly. Which and I, I don't remember. What there that was like was. some Chinese term, but the Western scene was. I don't know. I'm sure we'll get comments, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited to not only do that, but uh, like I said, just never announced this because the DPC has already started. But you and I will also take part in season two of the NA slash EU DPC. We're there. Uh, sure. I leave in like a week, and I'll be there for three fucking weeks. So it's gonna be my longest stint yet. Oh, and I don't even remember what you're doing. You're doing less, I think. Uh, I'm leaving a little bit later than you, and going back a little bit earlier. Excellent. Can't but both of us you. will be there for the entire LAN. That's right. right. We will. Yes. Looking forward to that, and we can actually have more reindeer. True. Uh, we'll be in Sweden a lot this year, True. it seems. So. Yep. All right. In addition to that, the PGL Dota and more Two. Sushi. Major Arlington was announced. So this, I'm going to sound like a fucking idiot first and foremost. So Arlington, maybe I'm not going to sound like an idiot. I was not even, okay, this is going to sound stupid for Americans. I was not aware this was a city in Texas. I think of Arlington, Virginia, which is where like the veterans are buried. I was not even aware this was in Texas as well, but that's cool. It's going to be taking place between August 4th and 14th. August 14th is what date, Cinderin? What special date um, is that? Um, yep, you got it. One sec. I'll yep. get it. Um, the day of the Declaration of Independence. Incorrect. That is my birthday. Oh. Good try. Oh. That's right. I'll that's be getting... basically the same thing. That's true. It actually aligns with uh, Pakistani Independence Day. There you go. Uh, I told you. You did tell me. So Please tell me you didn't just make that up. That would be double <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I did not make that up. Uh, so yeah. I don't know if you've ever told me your birthday, actually, now that you say that. Really? I don't know. I'm pretty sure we talk about it every year. You are a terrible, terrible friend. So now, At least I'm an honest friend, which that's is true. A, that, I think that's pretty valuable. I'll be honest and be like, hey, man, sorry I forgot your birthday, but... This time I'm going to be like, hey, sorry if you ever told me about your birthday. Sorry if I forgot the many times you told me about your birthday. <laughs> so uh, I'm a good friend. First of all, a couple things to unpack here. Number one, PGL is doing an event. They didn't do any of the DPC. It seemed like they just fucked off from Dota 2. Mm -hmm. Not sure what that was, like what the purpose of that was. Uh, obviously, DPC is not something that a lot of organizers want to do, which is why I think it's why I basically know that things will be changing dramatically after TI. If they don't, then that's going to be shocking, honestly. Uh, so good to see PGL back. And then it's in the U.S. We just talked about yeah. how the last one that was supposed to be in the U.S. was ESL LA. Wait. The last yep. NA land. Can you name it? The last one before that. Yeah, the last actual NA land for Dota. I can give you a hint if you want. Uh, TI-8? Was TI-8 in NA? Or was it TI-7 that was in Vancouver? Wasn't it TI-8? TI-9 was in Shanghai. TI-10 was meant to be in Stockholm. TI-8. <clears throat> Non-TI tournament in NA. Oh. Captain's Draft in uh, Washington. Captain's Draft 2.0. Very good. Thank you. That was in 2016, right? 17. No, that was 18. January of 18. Was it 18? Yes. 
Well, then TI-8 was after it. Shut your mouth. So what, what do you think? What do you think? Were you surprised? Because I was. I didn't hear anything about this. Um, I'm honestly not surprised we get a tournament in NA again, just because, like you said, how long it's been. And I think the overall, when there's been like the old TIs in NA and the Boston major and what was meant to be the ESL major uh, that got canceled because of COVID starting, uh, all of those have pretty pretty good support in NA. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not too surprised that one of the majors goes to NA. What I am a little bit surprised about, perhaps, is the uh, choice of venue. I just, like you said, you didn't even know this was a city. Me neither. Uh, I don't really have any... I, okay, I'm going to say most Americans will know the Arlington, apparently, based, based on the reaction that I've gotten from everybody I've talked to about it. It's very common sense. Okay. I'm just an idiot. Um, I uh, Virginia. I, I don't know if I would have expected it in Texas. Um, hmm. But, I mean... With my very limited knowledge of American states and whatnot, this is probably not where I would have thought so you would host a Dota tournament, but I think it'll be great no matter what. The interesting so. thing, and I don't know anything about this, but Stadium Arlington is the name of the stadium. Mm-hmm. It's a it's the largest dedicated esports facility in North America. That's fucking cool. That's really How cool. big is it? I have no clue. I know that Texas is like a lot of athletes like Texas because of the no state tax. Uh is it income? It's income tax, I believe. And I know esports has been booming there. A lot of people are moving to specifically Austin, Texas, I believe, right? Um, but not sure about that stadium in particular. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to have an NA land. Uh, hopefully, we're invited. If not, um, I might consider going. Even if not, but we'll see. That's capacity of twenty five hundred. So it's kind of like um, okay, Ben Royal Hall. In terms of size, I think that was also around that range. That's nice. That's really Which, cozy. It might sound okay. So it might sound disappointing when you think about, oh, sometimes we've had these arenas with tens of thousands of people, like Key Arena and whatnot. But honestly, from a, from the perspective of being in the audience, like the acoustics and the experience itself and the intimacy, Benaroya Hall was still my favorite time to sit and watch Dota in in an arena, so to speak. So yeah. there's a trade off where uh, I think. Yeah, there's simply a trade-off. Like you can have a bigger audience, but then I think the overall individual experience for every person is is worse. Mm. Uh, I would say than uh, having a a smaller venue. So to give some maybe context, like if they had an actual like full stadium, I don't think they would sell out anyway. It's Dota, it's North America, it's mm-hmm. not TI. It is a major, so that's nice. I know yeah. Captain's Draft was a minor. The capacity was about. A thousand, and we almost hit that. I think it was like nine fifty average. Washington D.C. is a very commutable place. The weather was fucking terrible, so maybe that dissuaded some people. Yeah. But that is actually a very good location because of just like the dense population in the East Coast. So this I'm going to say it's more wide open. I'm going to say this will sell out in five minutes. Part of it, I mean, five minutes, huh? It's a major. There hasn't been a LAN in two years with an audience in general. Yeah. And there hasn't been a LAN in NA since TI-8 that we can think of anyway. Okay. Let me uh, re... Yeah. If this was People a regular... have money and they want to go, so, I think. TI, so. how much of the stadium did they... Like when they used Key Arena, how much was open? 50%? 70%? Mm, I'm not sure. I think... Do we have an audience of like 20 to 25K? No, no, no. So... At TI? NBA Isn't stadiums, Key Arena like 42,000 or something? No. NBA stadiums are like 16 to 18K. Oh, wait. Okay, so Key Arena capacity is 17 and a half. So almost what I said, right? Just no. but like a factor of two and a half off. Sure. Okay. And so, I think only like half of it was open, right? So Key Arena, I think it was more than half. So maybe like 10K. I think it was two thirds that okay. was used, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, if it's 2,500, it should sell pretty fast because of the limited capacity more than anything. Yeah. All right. I, I thought Kirin was bigger, actually. NBA stadiums are actually not that big. It's How really. Big is Benaroya Hall. Now I'm curious. Benaroya, I would say maybe a thousand. Twenty five hundred. Okay, off by a factor of two point five. All right, so. So yeah, it's kind of like that. Maybe that. Honestly, maybe I don't know if that was a consideration here uh, from Valve. So I'm assuming they chose the venue here. Um, 
is that perhaps they feel like the Benaroya experience was really cool back then and they want to try to replicate it. So they find a, found a stadium that has a similar capacity that's available. Um, don't Wait, know. You're saying it's Valve? Still... Don't you think Valve chooses the venue? No. And then they hire a production company. You no. think PGL chose it? Yes. Huh. Why would do you think Valve did anything? <laughs> I'm confused. How long have we been doing this book? <laughs> no. I, I, if I were to guess, I thought Valve would choose the location of the majors, and then no. they would have every the right. like the organizers just take care of it. Technically, afterwards. I could be wrong here, but I feel very strongly that organizers put a pitch together and send it to Valve, and Valve approves whatever they want. I see. That's very possible. Then maybe PGL were at Benaroya. Okay, whatever. Let's move on. Dude, what if they what if they oh, brought it back time. to Benaroya this next that year? That would be so cool. I'm I don't know if TI has outgrown that now. Like I understand that perspective that people will feel like, oh, it's disappointing because it's not like in a huge arena anymore. Uh, many would see it as regression. I'm just saying from my perspective that being in there was amazing at TI two and three. Um, yep. Super comfortable seating really nice audio because it's a concert hall so they had really good sound arenas can't replicate sound in that quality yeah um, and like the way it fills up the room when people are cheering and screaming in a concert hall compared to in a huge arena it's just not the same so but it's also possible i'm in the minority here uh but i do think a lot of people are saying their favorite ti was ti3 as being in the audience and there's probably a reason that might be contributing to it it was obviously also an exciting finals, right? But it was. Um, it was cool. I would agree with you. Uh, okay, next thing on the list. Uh, again, some of these topics are slightly out of date because we had the guest. Uh, Valve made an announcement about the Eastern European Regional Tour postponement, which I will read. As the terrible suffering caused by the war in Ukraine unfolds, we do not see a way that the Eastern European DPC League can happen as envisioned for the foreseeable future. And it was with much regret that we recently had to postpone the spring tour in one of the community's most vibrant and storied regions. Given these circumstances, Epic Esports events proactively reached out to us to give up their rights to the EEU DPC so that players, teams, and the community can focus on safety and security. Some Eastern European players have also recently contacted us asking for the league to continue. At this time, we don't believe that is possible. However, we are engaging directly with all the teams and players in the league to see what their individual situations are and whether there might be ways that we could proceed. Dota is inextricably a global game. The very name Man, of the international itself the yeah. is a testament to a shared celebration of sport that connects people of every nation into a singular community of passionate fans. Our goals with the tournament and DPC as a whole have always been focused on showcasing the enormous power of the human connection that thrives on participation from all parts of Dota fandom. We sincerely hope that we will be able to go back to bringing international audience together again in the future and more then all we wish for our friends in the affected regions to be safe. So not a big surprise considering what's going on and still yeah. fucking going on. Uh, we'll try yeah. to stick to specifically Dota, but what does this mean long term? Let's we've had like light discussions about the possibility of this happening, mm -hmm. but now that's actually kind of happening. How do you have a TI theoretically without doing DPC for Eastern Europe? Okay. So I think I think what Valve are hoping, and which I'm sure we're all hoping, is that this ends as soon as possible, that there's some sort of resolution. Um, and at that point, whatever is left of the season, I guess they will use as a qualification grounds for CIS and just Eastern Europe in general. Um, if this drags out long... Um, Perhaps the TI qualifier will be everything for uh, Eastern Europe. And if it drags out even beyond that, then perhaps there will be a TI without that region, which would be a huge shame, of course. Um, and then in that case, maybe the... I don't know if you want to theorycraft where the slots would go. I feel like it's way too far away now to even speculate, but... Um, I don't know about you, like, none of us is very much in touch with, like, the political atmosphere of all of the, what's going on, I think. Uh, so I don't think any of us can say whether we think it's realistic that this would be over by TI. Um, I was very far off on my COVID predictions. Um, Wait, what did you say on COVID predictions? I think I said that, don't, 
how long ago was this? I don't remember. I was like, I hope we can still have TI or something. And then oh. that was definitely not the case, right? Hmm. Uh, or I thought it was going to be under more control like a year earlier than it was or something. So I was very wrong. Um, but yeah, when it comes to this, like, I don't know, what do you do, right? I think postponing it is the right call here from a fairness principle. It obviously sucks a lot for the teams and players that are actually capable of playing right now. Uh, but I, I still think this is the right move for the protection and for the fairness of yep. other players. The issue is we could end up in a situation where the players who were able to play don't get to because we're postponing for players that aren't able to. And then when we finally get to a point where the players that could have played could be at TI, uh, if nobody gets to play at all, then, then they essentially just missed out on a huge opportunity to play at TI, right? So yeah. it's an issue, uh, no matter how you look at it for those players. Uh, but I'm sure they like understand the bigger picture here and the perspective of what's going on. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they should just do what I said, or do you have another idea? Uh, yeah, I think... Well, first of all, I th this goes without saying, but anything that we talk about here, obviously we <clears throat> hope that everybody that's affected are able to take care of what's more important than Dota, which is yes. the safety of their family, their friends, and themselves. But if we're just talking about sp uh, strictly Dota. I think, I mean, it's a good thing that they actually wrote this because uh, going doing it on a case-by-case -case basis is going to be really important as well. If you can get enough of the yeah. people out in a safe area and restart the region, then you do it. If not... Then come TI, like you said, just one qualifier, perhaps auto invite for the uh, team spirit to TI just in general. Mm -hmm. I think True. that's very that. warranted. I would have no, I don't think anybody would have issue with that. Um, but it's more about the other teams uh, being able to qualify. So, yeah, I think, I mean, it really depends on what Valve considers the bare minimum, right? With how many teams you need to run something like this. Because I agree, it's going to like, I don't think you can salvage like two more seasons of DPC. I think that's impossible. Maybe you can yeah. combine it into one or you just have like one qualifier, like you said. Uh, mm -hmm. But tough to say. So, we'll And it's also, happens. I don't know how it usually goes with how many slots they assign per region. It, it seems to historically have something to do with the overall performance of the teams during the year, right? Like if regions are doing really well, but this is pre-assigned now, right? Before the season even begins. It's assigned how many slots each region has, correct? I don't remember. I think I remember anything. I'm we trying to about remember because, because way back or I'm saying way back, but just a couple of years ago, right? You would have uh regions have an uneven amount of spots. No, you're which right. they, which they be, still have. It would right? be a dynamic change in the middle of the season, and you're saying that they've exactly, changed it to based be based on who's doing really well. Yeah, I I don't remember. It, it's just right. like any so, patch in Dota. I don't remember half the things anymore <laughs> because it's changed back and forth ten times. Yeah. My what I was getting at was if you do have dynamic uh slot allocation, it will be a little bit difficult to assess how many slots this region should have if they haven't had the chance to represent themselves on an international stage, right? Yeah. Because maybe two of the teams from Eastern Europe would have a lot of points in the DPC system, which they now can't get. That is the way we've usually, or the, well, in the last one or two years, that's how we've assigned slots to the regions. It's just based on international performance, but you don't get that metric now. That's so. the other question, though. Let, let's talk about the next major, which is Stockholm. Are mm. are they going to invite any teams from that region? Do they just not that's invite teams question. from that region? Or do they, they go by past results and just do the best they can with who's available? Like Team Spirit, they went to... Uh, to Dubai, right? And VP went to Dubai. Yep. Although VP yep. got sent home because they wouldn't play without their jerseys on or whatever the specifics were. Yeah. So maybe um, something like that past results. I I honestly think that's better than not having anybody, right? Even though it's not fair it, it's to the other just, teams. Yeah, that's the problem. It's just really hard to invite people to majors like that, right? Because it might seem super unfair because obviously within, within scrims or other tournaments that are running... There might be other uh, teams from the from the Eastern European region that are really hot that would win a qualifier if it were to play out or would have won the division and they just don't get invited because they don't have the pedigree. Like that's also really unfair, right? So mm -hmm. it's just shit. Um, I don't know what you do. I, I think if you can't establish some sort of short term qualifier or whatever, 
maybe you can make a case that if you have to invite someone for representation from the region, you could invite Team Spirit. Like that's the only one that I feel like would be unanimously supported if they were to go. Um, but I still think even if I, there's pushback in some areas, if you're wanting two teams to like, what is the amount of teams that from each region that go to the major anyway? Is it two or three? It's always minimum two, right? Right. I think every you, region has two plus. I think you still just invite who you can. Mm. Like number one, you I think you base it off past results because that's all you can do, and number two, who can actually go, right? Yeah. And some of these teams might not even be in full roster; it might just be like a hodgepodge of players that are available. So I, it's obviously not ideal, but I I think they have to try to do that first before. At least for now, Valve are keeping their options open because the slot allocation and the qualifiers or in the DPC and the other regions are the same as usual. Right. So it just means that the slots are empty for now. Um. So we'll see what they do. Okay, but next yeah. topic is you. Take over, Cinderin. Oh, right. Yeah, this is already, man, this is already quite a while ago now because we were going to talk about this last and week. We haven't heard much about it since, I feel like. Yeah, so this news is also a week and a half old, like 11 days to be specific. Uh, it's from the SEA DPC League, where um, I think it was a cooperative investigation between BTS and Valve, I believe. Um, about match fixing and bannable stand-ins in SEA. So specifically what happened, now I'm trying to remember it in exact detail now, but basically there was a team's players were playing on Smurfs for another team. Um, I don't remember if it was in the same division or a lower one to basically help out that team. Uh, and it was uh, players from Team Orca that were um, using accounts from Team Apex to compete for them, basically, mm. uh, which is, you know, extremely not allowed. <laughs> um, so that was really bad. But not only that, the investigation that followed also found instances of match fixing, which is our favorite thing to hear about in Dota because it's literally people ruining their careers. Um, so that's pretty terrible. Um, I think we've talked about this before as well as Shannon, where it's like, you know depending on what financial situation you're in, you might be desperate, you might be struggling to pay rent, and it's the easy way out. But if you compare the immediate payout to the potential you have as a super, like as a potential star player, the math is just really bad on doing something like this. And Valve has had a clear stance on this ever since the very first time that set the rule, which was with Solo back in I don't know when. Um, it's just flat out permaban from it every balance. It wasn't applied to him though. Right. It wasn't because there was no rule set in place prior. So he was the only one that got a, a second chance, basically. Uh, we've discussed, you and I, whether we think permabans should even be a thing, like whether it's too harsh, especially considering the age of some of these players, like whether they understand the gravity of their actions and whatnot, and the fact that people can change. Uh, but Valve have not. They haven't swayed at all on this. Like it's just permabans literally every time uh, for match fixing, um, and yeah, it's just that's their way of trying to dissuade people from doing this. But it's still happening, and the players that have been banned uh, from SEA are everyone in Team Orca and Apex are banned indefinitely from Valve events. And there's ten names here. Uh, I'll just read them all out and then we'll talk about the most notable ones from an international perspective. We've got VT Faded. Uh, then we've got, I'm not sure how to pronounce this nickname, so I'm sorry. Uh, but looks like his real name is Yang Wang. And then we have Yif Citrus, who is Ajit, GY, Hung Hung, Brian NT, QWE, Dat BB, and JJ. Uh, not Pimp Muckle, don't worry. He's still allowed to play in Valve events, but he is probably Archon, so I don't think he has a good chance of qualifying. <laughs> um, yeah, so out of these, the names that you probably recognized are VT Faded and Ajit, um, who both have played in major international tournaments. I believe they've both played at TI. Um, you know, huge, again, every time this happens, it's just sad, like, wasted potential right these players are really good and who knows they could be the next winners of a major or place high or you know get get far at ti uh and now it's all 
they all could, lost. They could but win TI. Team Spirit just won could. TI. They could. Absolutely. These players are good enough to, to get there. Now, <clears throat> in comparison to other times we've had match-fixing um, incidents, uh, this time around, on the same day, actually, VT Fated tweeted out, um, and like you said, we haven't really heard anything since. This was 11 days ago. But he tweeted, It's true some players from Team Orca took part in the account-sharing games with Team Apex and SEA DPC. However, I really have no idea with regards to uncovered evidence of match-fixing. I'll try to gather some information that I can and hopefully appeal to Valve that I have no involvement and innocent from match-fixing, as well as accusation of sharing accounts. So at least VT Faded here with his tweet is claiming that he's not involved in either. He was not, he's in the know about the account-sharing, but he has no involvement with the match-fixing um, for anyone, it sounds like, based on this wording. So essentially admitting to some teammates' account sharing, but there is no match-fixing according to him. Right. Uh, and that's where we are 11 days ago. I haven't heard anything new, um, but obviously this is a really serious situation. I believe there's one person I can think of that got a ban appealed, which was uh, Steel Borko, who is a, uh, a Kazakh player... Uh, who did get to compete again after quite a journey? I think he's playing in uh, in NA. He's he's a Kenna He's a he's originally Kazakh, but he plays. He's raised in USA and Canada, so I think he was banned from the NADPC. Um, yeah, I but think he was. There's, there's his ban a, was appealed. There's been so a couple people. There's been a couple other people as well. I can't remember offhand. But... Right, that was the one that came to mind. So yeah, for me. Ho hopefully um, he has. I mean, a lot of it has yeah. to do with having the evidence. Obviously, we don't know any of this stuff, like behind the scenes mm -hmm. stuff, like what evidence they actually found that implicated the entire team. Because you have to do it player by player, right? You can't just assume that if one person on the team did it, then everybody did. Because we've heard right. stories from many different games where a couple people are on board to match fix, to throw, or whatever the case may be, and there's others on the team that are absolutely not, but they're still forced no. to play in many regards. So. Yeah, hopefully it works out. Uh, we don't really need to get into the discussion about the perma ban, like you said. I think a two-year ban is more than enough. That ruins most careers already, mm. uh, but then gives them a potential second chance, especially for the young kids that are making stupid-ass mistakes like this. Um, and in cultures that maybe harness that power more, is that the right way to say it? They encourage you more to do this. I know China is really, really big on this. Which is why I'm mm -hmm. surprised we haven't heard more about that. Uh, so, yeah. Hopefully it works out for everybody. Next on the list, Nigma gets COVID. They made a post saying, Our EU Dota 2 roster is currently boot camping and Kuro, ILTW, Mind Control, Miracle, and RMN have tested positive for COVID. At this moment, we are waiting for GH's test results. We will keep you updated on how this affects our season going forward. So, the reason we bring this up is... Sorry, who were they supposed to play? They're supposed to play somebody. Liquid, I think. That's right. Nigma versus Liquid, very hype matchup. And the day of, it has now been, it was rescheduled, which we'll talk about that in a moment. But then obviously there's going to be some people that are a bit salty because of other instances of people being sick in the past that have had to play. Uh, Knoxville made some tweets about, uh, let me read. Well, one of the things was Boom Esports. They, I believe, forfeited their match. And was it a some sort of a power outage with their whole team? Yeah. And they had to end up yeah. going to a land center. And they got there just a few minutes late, but were disqualified already. Yeah. Uh, something like that. That That is... And they communicated it. It wasn't like a no-show. They were right. reaching out and saying, hey, guys, the power is out everywhere. We have to you know, yeah, so... go somewhere else. What what's your thoughts on this whole situation? Because I can see both sides. Obviously, we, we mm -hmm. first and foremost hope that everybody on Nigma are well. We hope that they're uh, vaccinated first and foremost, and secondly, yeah. we hope that they're going to be okay. We don't have yep. any idea what the symptoms were. We assume they were not good. Otherwise, like if you have a vaccine, a lot of times you're going to have very mild case, and you can just play. Like it's not that big of a deal. But that's case by case basis, right? Mind control was spamming pubs, but that could mean literally anything. He could be on was, his deathbed, I was and gonna, he would still be playing. I was going to ask so, you that, because was it just him playing pubs? I think there was one more of them. I'm not sure who it was. 
Um, I think ILTW was also playing, if I'm not mistaken. But those two are also absolute pub machines. I think if they can get out of bed in any capacity, they would play pubs. Like, Mind Control would play pubs. I don't know. He's he's a, an absolute lie. grinding machine. That, that's so. kind of a bad look, though. That You should probably tell your team not to play. <laughs> Just to keep yeah. the narrative out. That, does, that doesn't look too good, honestly. That's, then, that's true. I mean, let's they, just say two of them you, can play, three of them can't. Well, GH could, right? GH apparently wasn't infected. Mm -hmm. So two of them couldn't play. So many other teams have had two people not be able to play that have either forfeited or had to find subs. I mean, at the same time, you could also make the argument that they're not playing in a good capacity, but they're, you know, they're able to play, but they're, it's like forcing players that are injured to play a sports game, if that makes sense. Like, yes, that's what they that's might happens be. in normal sports. Right. But, like for comparison, that is what this would be like, and then we can discuss whether that's fair or not. Like, well, first like of all, how, how sick say... do the players need to be before? Like, if it's four out of five players in the team that are sick and are not able to play their best, is that good enough? If this was a LAN, would your perspective be different? For example, mm. about this, right? Well, people um, did get COVID at TI, and they played yeah. from their rooms. Exactly. So. Again, I don't want to speculate on people's conditions or how like badly mm -hmm. they're taking it and whatnot. I will say for Boom, I feel like they got fucked. That's pretty bad, yep. especially if they're communicating. And I want to give a shout out. This is just random, but on the other side, good things do happen for Zoomers. We're playing against Quincy Crew and Kezu lagged out in the middle of the match and they were up like 15K and their time ran out in terms of pausing. So for Zoomers, pause for them, which... A lot of teams would not do, and they're using their time. And Kezu ended up coming back, and uh, Quincy Crew ended up winning. So very good sportsmanship from Ford Zoomers. Not sure why that didn't happen with Boom. I feel like that should be the standard across the board. Uh, but really, the yeah. question back to back to Nigma. Do you think they're getting special treatment, or is it just that it's a different organizer? Because um, it's okay, so... each organizer is going to treat this differently, right? Right. The, the issue or part of the issue here is that there's no universal rule set for this. Uh, each division of the DPC has their own rules. They're not identical across the board. So, and even if the rules are identical, the interpretation might be different in certain situations. You know, that's always going to be a thing with stuff like this. So uh, the organizer for the EU DPC is a different organizer than for the SEA one. And that means that they might make different decisions. And if these decisions aren't centralized from Valve, then they might not be universally, you know, comparable every time. Mm. Um, what do I think should be done here? I think both games should have been delayed. I think both for me would fall under force majeure, which I think is a general thing you have in like contracts or in rule sets. Like if there's a literal tornado going through the arena, you're probably not going to force the players to play, right? Or if... If there's an epidemic or well, back if, to your even just COVID, you know, if a team, yeah. if let's say in the NBA, there's 12 players and you need, I think you need, is it eight minimum to be able mm -hmm. to play a game? If more than that gets COVID, then you literally can't field your team and the game gets postponed. Hasn't yeah. happened yet. Actually, no, <laughs> instead of postponing, they found subs, AKA people from the G league that come in and play on like two day contracts or whatever, or week long contracts. So that would actually fit the narrative of having subs play for you in this. Tournament. Right. There is a case to be made that, you know, too bad, but the show must go on. The thing is the, the way this season works and the way these games are laid out, there is so much time that isn't it just better sure. for the audience and for the fairness of the teams that, all right, we're going to have to delay so that, that both teams can feel the roster. I, 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 don't think, I don't think the European teams have a problem with this being rescheduled for the sake of Nygma if it doesn't feel like it's unfair, right? Because the tweet Knoxville came out with is, is the heart of the problem here for the European region. He wrote, it's totally reasonable that teams with sick players, COVID, or any provable illness should be able to reschedule within reason like Nygma Galaxy has. However, last season in the same region and the same tournament organizer, Liquid were forced to play with sick, three sick players. Secret had to play with two. And that's the problem here is like, where do you draw the line? Is it because it's COVID? Is it because it's specifically four players? Or worst case, is it because it's Nygma? I don't think Nygma gets preferential treatment over Liquid or Secret 
but you could definitely imagine there would be a world where they would get preferential treatment over, say, the underdog of the region or whatever, because Nygma has a huge fan base, so do Secrets, so do Liquid, etc. Which, I wouldn't want any of that. I don't want any preferential treatment for anything. I think the rules should be universal, and they should be the same for every team. Um, but it's a clear problem here that we're delaying for this, but not last season with the other sick players. Perhaps, like... I don't know if you want to draw the line somewhere and be like, hey, if you have more than two sick players, then whatever. Uh, but then there was another good, or there was another tweet. I don't know if you want to call it good. That's up to your own interpretation of it. There was a tweet from Celery, who's also playing in Division One from Gaming Gladiators, um, who tweeted, did he delete it? Uh, I remember I seeing the tweet. I couldn't find it when I was looking for it. Yeah, so I think he deleted it, but basically, no, it's still here. He tweeted this March 22nd, so two days ago. Seems like our game today has been cancelled because of illness. Okay, so I guess they were meant to play against Nygma. It was Gaming Galaxy. Would be unfortunate if we are sick during our next game, but we can always postpone it. And then he wrote as a follow-up, I have to clarify that I have zero issues with Nygma Galaxy. Hope they feel better soon. Always enjoy playing versus them. The issue I have is that we hear from a player first that it might be postponed instead of the tournament organizer. Um, hmm. So, I mean, that's one thing. Um, but the other thing that he's making a point about is, could you just... I mean, this is a really... How to say? A really dark way of looking at it, but would players just, if they're not really feeling up for it on the day, would they, could they just start pretending to be sick to get games moved, right? Like, you can see that side of it I, as well. That So, I'll say this like, with pretty con big high on, confidence. Right? If it wasn't COVID, I think this gets played with subs or whatever the case may be i think because mm -hmm. it's specifically covid i understand like the optics just don't look good for the tournament organizer if you're forcing people with covid especially when it's like symptomatic mm -hmm. i i can understand like if i was a tournament organizer i'd be scared of what the public said like because if nigma with a fan base like that this is talking like, talking about preferential treatment, but there's a reason that they have preferential treatment potentially because if they go out and tweet something bad about you, you look bad, right? So there's so many different angles to look at. And again, hope they're all okay. If if none of them are showing symptoms though, then that, that's when I would have like a huge problem, I think. But we don't really know the details at all. Mm. So um But yeah, I, I think to just finish off on this. Both games should have been postponed because it's out of your control. I think, again, could you fake a power outage? I, I mean, I guess, right? But come on. The players clearly wanted to play. They were traveling to a land center. Delay the game by an hour or I think move it to another day if there's a literally provable power outage in their region. I guess the best argument that you made things. was the time. I completely agree. The fact that and that's why it's different on land weeks. with COVID, right? Yes, we have so much time, yeah. and what we didn't have at TI was time. the The games had to be played within the time frame that was there. TI is pretty crammed, especially the group stage days are very crammed with games. So if a team had COVID at TI, like was the case with Aster, I mean, it was really tough luck. But I think it's easier to make the case there that the players will have to play in whatever capacity they can because. You can't delay the entire tournament up to whatever it would take for them to get healthy days, a week, um, and every other team just has to wait. That's just not feasible. But here, like, whatever, right? Just move it to the end or something. Mm. So, yeah, Or move it by a week. Have two matches in that week or something. That would be fine. So, yeah. Agreed. All right, final Dota topic of today. Join Dota will be closing its doors on March 31st, which is a week from now. Yeah. Uh, they made a big post on their website showing all their milestones, which some of which are crazy. A billion minutes watched for their Twitch channels, their website, 1.5 billion page views. Uh, I remember, you know, I mean, I was already doing YouTube stuff on Dota Cinema, but Join Dota was really good for like back when forums were a thing. Uh, they also had, I think, the first ranking system for teams, which was always very helpful uh, obviously they haven't really been doing much lately, uh, but you know, good memories overall with join Dota. I remember being on a podcast with you. It was Toby puppy Cinderin 
And you had me as a guest. I remember that specifically, actually. Hulk Dota. That's right. And I was skinny. Which apparently, it says here, it ran for 38 episodes. I had no idea we did that many back then. That's surprising. I thought you guys did five. Literally, I thought you did five of them. <laughs> I, did, I would not. If you would have asked me how many episodes do you think you guys did, I would have guessed somewhere between 10 and 20. Now, do you think that but podcast was more uh, entertaining than We Say Things? No. But it was definitely more radical because Puppy was on it and he was saying some fucked up <laughs> shit back then. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Did, and you must have had a British uh, accent still back then. I don't know, actually. I don't want to check. <laughs> I don't want to watch any of those episodes. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, that is the end of Join Dota. Sad to see it go, but uh, everybody, every org has their time. Dota Cinema died years ago. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. Final topic, Cinderin. Mm-hmm. Auto chess. The yes. <laughs> auto. Okay, I'm trying to remember how this works. So Drodo, who made Auto Chess, Dota Auto Chess, sold the rights to the idea to the company that now is known as Auto Chess. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a standalone game. The abilities were basically the same, but it all looks like super cartoony, totally different than Dota. They are making a MOBA, and it's called Auto Chess MOBA. I don't know if that's the code name. I hope to God for their sake that it is. Yeah, they should probably rename that. It's they're they're coming full circle, and from what I can tell, it's essentially. I'm not going to lie. I watched this like I could only stomach like 30 minutes or 30 seconds of the trailer, whatever the hell the devlog is. It looks like a mobile Dota, which I can see having some. I mean, League of Legends has that, though. That's the issue, right? But it's literally just like Dota on mobile, pretty much. A little bit more cartoony and leaguey. What, what do you what do you think? There, I, I'm just I'm looking at some of the items that they're showcasing here, uh, just just to show some of the item designs that they have. They are called Teleport Dagger, Orb of Refresh. Mm. What do you think Sigh of the Vice is called? That's what it's called. It's called Sigh of the Vice. What the, <laughs> <laughs> the other two, but that one's called Sigh of the Vice. Wow. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. No like, I'm not sure who the I'm not sure who the target audience is here. Uh, in the little bit of a trailer, there is the map looks more like League of Legends. I think they have they showcase what would oh, be shit. corresponding to. Sorry, I played that with sound. Sorry, everybody. Go uh, ahead. Sandra. It would be corresponding to Baron Nasher and the Drakes. I think if I didn't misread the map in the little bit that they show. Uh-huh. Um, so I think this is meant to cater more to a league audience than a Dota one based on art style, based on map layout. But at the same time, they're using Dota item designs like Dagger, Refresher, and Scythe of Ice, neither of which has any counterpart in league uh, in terms of itemization. So Really? So there's, I don't know. There's like no maybe... sheep in league? No. There's oh. no items that have something like that. Huh. Um, Interesting. So I think... I don't I don't know. Like I, I'm not sure if they're trying to hit both audiences like this by having a style and a map that's league inspired and then items that are Dota inspired. Um the art style is very, like you said, it's cartoony. It looks more like a mobile game than like a PC game. I don't know if that's if it's meant to be. I think it on is mobile. a mobile I think it is a mobile only? game. Only? I don't know only. I think it's um I mean, based on the video, it looks like they literally have the things on the screen that you push with touch screen <laughs> or <Yeah>. refresh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, this is not something that personally gets me very excited. It doesn't look obvious like something that I'm like, hell I'm yeah, but maybe it'll, who knows? Like when it comes out, if they do a really good job with balancing or making the game appealing, I might give it a try. Uh, but I don't know if I would play it if it's mobile only. How much money would they have to, PC, right? How much money would they have to pay you to play it on stream? To, to play it on stream? Yeah. I don't know. That's a random question out of left field. Senator, I could hook you up with some raid oh, shadow list. Really? <laughs> oh, damn. Just kidding. Yeah, they've tried uh, to get me too. Yeah. 
I feel like it would have to be a lot of money for, to play any game I don't want to play. I just want to have fun when I stream. Aside from when I talk to you, which is professional mm-hmm. only. And yep. we do it only for the money, of course. True. Uh, okay. So that brings us to What do you the, think about this? You didn't I, really give an opinion. I don't give a shit. I just okay. I found it funny that they've come full circle. Game looks like garbage. Not remotely interested. Uh, the fact that League already... Am I mistaken that League already has a mobile version? It's like something is Rift? Wild Rift? Yeah. Question mark? Is that out or is that something that's coming out? I don't actually know. Because that feels like that's literally what that is. Aside from, like you said, the like I don't know how you compete is with Is coming, it says here. Oh, okay. So, yeah. If they can... If they can beat them to the market, perhaps. Who knows? Why does... When I Google League of Legends Wild Rift, it puts me on the German page. Wettkampf auf höchstem Niveau. All right, and with Schließ that... dich mit Freunden zusammen und stelle deine Fähigkeiten in 5 gegen 5 MOBA-Kämpfen unter Beweis. Very beautiful language. Very with nice. that, Thank you. Let us bid you all adieu. Thank you for joining us for another week of We Say Things. Uh, next week, and I, you're going to have to hold on to your hats here, everybody. We had to push this because you just weren't ready for it. I will be reviewing The Batman, Cinder. <laughs> next, <can't> week. <laughs> next Thursday can't come fast enough. That's right. All right. Until next time, Suns Fan and Cinder signing out. Goodbye. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything. Subscribe. But thanks for listening. <laughs>